Carrie Woodham, and this is my one of my younger brothers, Jeffrey Orth. And welcome to the second episode of our uh, tentatively tentatively titled Pizza Pixel Podcast. Yeah, Pizza Pixel Podcast, episode two. Yeah, and um, so uh, just just introduce, introduce ourselves again. My name is Carrie, and I've been reviewing games for about twenty five years now. So, um, and you know at Newspapers like the Dallas Morning News, and currently I write at GamerDad.com. It's not my full-time job, but it is something I've done quite a while. So, and uh, but the thing is, is that most of what I've been doing is just writing. Um, haven't really messed with videos and podcasts and things. So, my brother Jeff here is going to help bring me to the 21st century, and we're going to try to do podcasts and maybe videos in the future. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we'll have to experiment a little yeah. bit. And then, you know, later on, I might have some of my other brothers. i got five other younger brothers. Uh, I might have them on the show, or, you know, if I get confident enough to do this by myself, I may do it. So, uh, again, this is just our first episode. I mean, not our first episode. It's our second episode. Uh, we haven't even posted the first episode yet as this recording. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on that, yeah. so hopefully it'll be done. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, it, it's you know we're still kind of learning the ropes and things. Um, so, you know, criticism is always welcome, but just be gentle. You know, we're we're just doing this for fun. We're just kind of learning as we go, so it'll get better. But you know, we're just we're just doing this for fun. You know, trying it out, seeing how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Carrie uh, uh, just uh, is 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 trying out a new podcast. I'm trying something new over summer break. I'm normally a, a school teacher, so I'm on a on a little bit of a break here. So, uh, but if you have any uh, any tips or if you want to leave a comment, uh, just make sure to uh, just be, be be a little gentle with us. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're just trying it out. Yeah, we're just trying. So last time, and and because we're still kind of starting out our topics so far just can be kind of general stuff last time we talked about each of our five favorite games of all time and for this episode our topic is going to be each of our top five favorite home video game consoles of all time okay? yeah anything that uh, you place in your home to play video games yeah we'll do handhelds later yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was our other idea after this was was handheld so we'll do that in our third episode but just like last time we're going to alternate i'm going to Say my number five favorite, then Jeff will do his number five, uh, and so on and so forth. And so you get the idea. Make your way to number one. Yep. So with that out of the way, I guess we can get started. Um, I'll start with my number five. Yeah, what favorite. is your number five favorite home console of all time? It is the Nintendo GameCube. Ooh, very good choice. Yes, it was really hard to either pick this or the PlayStation 2. Um, I just picked the GameCube because it just had slightly more exclusives. Um, there are many games that I enjoyed on the PlayStation 2, uh, but a lot of them were also on GameCube. Uh, PlayStation 2 did have like Kalanoa 2, Kingdom Hearts, Conor Domacy, Ration and Clank, but GameCube just had a, just a bit more um, of games that really were memorable to me, especially after looking back on it. It was, yeah. it was, it was a pretty amazing little system. Yeah, kind of those like iconic games of the time that we would play. Yes, yeah. yeah. It had stuff like Luigi's Mansion, which was a launch title, surprisingly. Those first few Super Monkey Ball games were great. I mean, some of those mini-games were just 
good standalone titles. I mean, oh, I never man. felt like I needed another bowling game, you know, because <laughs> the monkey ball game was so good. Man, those, that gliding one, that was my yeah, favorite. Monkey Target? Oh, yeah, Monkey Target? Yeah, Monkey Target was great. <laughs> um, Smash Brothers Melee, that's whenever the Super Smash Brothers games really started hitting their stride. Um, even though it wasn't the best of the 3D Mario platformers, Super Mario Sunshine was still pretty good. had a good vacation theme in it and everything. Yeah. Um, and it's not my favorite Mario Kart, but Double Dash was fun. But yeah. speaking of mascot racing games, Kirby's Air Ride was where it's at. Oh my gosh, that is like my favorite GameCube game. <laughs> yes, uh, that game turned racing kart racing on its ear. The the city trial mode, we played that so much. Uh, I would love to see a sequel. Yeah, uh, that, I mean, because they could do so much more with it too. Yes, and, and, yeah, yeah. Love to see a sequel to gosh. that. Gosh. Um, the GameCube is where Mario Sports titles really hit their stride. Uh, played a lot of Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, the golf game. Uh, they started with a, uh, they had a baseball game, a Mario baseball game on there, which actually was made by Namco because mm-hmm. Namco uh, did the Family Stadium games and had a lot of experience with it. Yeah. Um, and my friends played uh, Mario Strikers a lot. Oh yeah, I loved how yeah. the the more angry. <laughs> Mario characters in there. That was yeah. That was I so think, much fun. I think, I think I think Daisy's voice lines are very famous now. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't played <laughs> like a long just, time. Just but... screaming like. <laughs> yeah, and you know my number two favorite game of all time uh, from the last podcast is on here, Animal Crossing. Um, the last F Zero game we ever got, F Zero GX was on there. <laughs> maybe one day we'll get another F Zero game. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but. Uh, and another neat accessory for it was the GBA player that let you play Game Boy Advance games on it. Uh, we'll talk more about the Game Boy Advance in our next podcast. Uh, Wind Waker, fantastic cel-shaded Zelda game. Uh, I loved the art style even when everybody hated it. Yeah, because that's one thing that people don't really uh, really think about is that like now it's like a beloved favorite. Like Everyone loves the art style and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but back then it wasn't really so, right? Yeah, and I think that when you pre-ordered the game, you also got a collection of Zelda titles uh, as well, uh, which was great because that's something Nintendo doesn't really do nowadays. Yeah, collections of games. Yeah, um, and another Zelda title I remember that we played a lot of was Four Swords Adventures. <laughs> that was such a great multiplayer game. Such good memories of just everyone trying to pick it, up, pick up and throw everybody else off the, yes, <laughs> off that the was, walls and stuff. That was such a great game, great multiplayer <laughs> game. Love to see another one. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime games. I never thought I would like a first-person shooter type of game, but uh, Metroid Prime uh, made me like that, uh, yeah. the way they did it. So it was very well done. And there's just so many others uh, you know, that I just couldn't think of, but I, I had fun playing. So that's why I, I gave it my number five, even though it's almost a close tie between that and the PlayStation 2, because we'd still play a lot of the PlayStation 2. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the GameCube was uh, great. So now it's time for Jeff's number five. Yeah, and I think I'm almost like cheating a little bit because I don't know whether whether to call this a home console, but uh, my number five would be uh, the PC. Hey, it's your uh, list. You do what you want to. Well, yeah, it's it's our, it's our list, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But the PC, huh? Yeah, yeah. I I really love the PC because I had such great experiences both growing up with it, just because uh, it was around that age that where when I whenever I was in like elementary and middle school, uh, everyone was getting really into like RuneScape. Uh, you know, we would always take trips to our the local library either on school trips or um, uh, just visiting during the day, and we'd all play RuneScape. And then growing up. 
all my friends would play like World of Warcraft, and it was just it was just a, such a such an interesting uh, uh, way to go about multiplayer gaming, like being able to play with your friends even when you weren't in the same room, you know, just over an internet connection. You played a lot of Minecraft too, right? Oh yes, yeah, I, I played Minecraft before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I stay away from Minecraft because I'm afraid I get addicted to it. <laughs> I think yeah. you would like it, though. I, I know I would like yeah. it. That's why I'm staying away from it. <laughs> yeah, we got it whenever it was still a, a project from uh, a college project from from Notch. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I really loved uh, PC gaming. Um, I still do it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to make sure to put it on my number five, uh, just because of its impact on my uh, my gaming today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get into PC gaming that much, um, mainly because when I buy a game, I kind of want it to work right then. <laughs> um, and with computer games, and you have to wonder if your graphics card's going to work and all sorts of other stuff. I just want to be able to pop that game in there and play. I'm just lazy. Yeah, recently I tried to play the first Fallout game, and my computer just is not liking it. And I'm like, you know, is it's not any graphical things because first Fallout is not that graphically intensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that would just that would frustrate me to no end. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And plus, a good majority of the games I like to play are mostly just on consoles. Um, so, you know, computer games are a little bit more involved. So, and also, I just just don't have time to play both console and computer games. So, you just got to pick, you know, what you like to play. But believe it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> my very first game, quote unquote, console, was actually a computer. Uh, our first uh, computer that we had when I was about in kindergarten uh, was the Apple II Plus. I know I'm aging myself there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, while people were complaining about the crappy port of Pac-Man on the Atari 2600, I was playing a pretty darn good version of, uh, arcade perfect version of Pac-Man on my Apple. Uh, and then later on, uh, I got into computers again, around the Nintendo days, when Lucasfilm Games, now LucasArts, I guess, were making a lot of their really good point-and-click adventures, uh, some of the classic ones like Man- Maniac Mansion and Zap McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders and... And many more. So I got into them again then. Then again in the early 90s, when I was like in high school, I guess, uh, with Lemmings. I loved that game. So I got into a lot of the computer Lemmings games. Then in college, when I was reviewing games for the newspaper, I played some computer games then because I was getting paid for it. So I wasn't as picky. <laughs> and uh, I still played a lot of video pinball games, especially from the Pro Pinball series. If you've ever played those, they're really good. Uh, Big Race USA especially. And then, again, later on, when Jeff had his computer, um, I would kind of mooch off of his so I could play some of Telltale's early point-and-click adventures like the Sam and Max games and Monkey Island, Return to Monkey... No, Tales from Monkey Island, and uh, the Wallace and Gromit point-and-click adventure games and many more. They were all really good. Yeah, I, I didn't mind you mooching off the PC because they were, they were just really fun. Yeah. And I, I still go back and play the old yeah. Sam and Max games. Yeah, this is before yeah. they started making follow-your-own-adventures with... Uh, follow-your-own-nose-adventures with uh, the Walking Dead games. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I miss the yeah. old Telltale games. Yeah, so... Hmm. Well, that was my number five, just uh, PC gaming, but uh, let's move on to uh, number four. Carrie, what was your number four top favorite my number four is Xbox 360. Ooh, I love the 360. In fact, I even liked it better than its competitors at the time, like the Wii. Now, the Wii was great, but I, I liked the Xbox 360 better. Yeah, I think even, especially, like, just time played, you know, probably oh, yeah. the 360 more than the yeah. Wii. It was really the first console that we had that I felt did online right. I know consoles before then did it, like the Dreamcast and 
PlayStation 2 kind of started doing that, but it, it was really the 360 that I felt did online gaming right. Mm-hmm. Um, it so had a... With those, you had to, like, connect to, like, your router, I think, in a certain way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but the 360 just came with it. Yeah, you, know? you could do Wi-Fi like what we had at the time, so yeah. it was good. And it had a pretty wide variety of games, especially compared to other Xbox consoles. Um, it's really the only Xbox console I've ever owned. I never had the original one or the new Xbox One, XS, whatever they are now. Um, <laughs> nothing against Microsoft and the Xbox or anything. It's just, you know, they just don't have the variety of games like that the 360 had. Yeah, but this one had just a, a great number of games. Yeah, and, and so many that we spent a lot of time on, like... Uh, you know, before we talked about Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts in the last podcast, mm-hmm. Soul Calibur four and five, I think that those those games got the most play time on it. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it had, it had even some decent RPGs. Um, I don't think we played through them all because by that time RPGs just got way too long and meandering. But I remember playing games like Tales of Vesperia and Blue Dragon and things like that. Um, and it had a lot of really good indie titles on Xbox Live. I think my favorite was Protect Me Night. <laughs> yeah, that that one. Uh, what, what was that? It was like a like a like a, almost like a tower defense style game. Yeah, it was like an action style sort of tower defense game where you protect a princess from attacking monsters. And um, it was made by Ancient, which is the company that I don't. I'm not sure if he uh, heads it or not, or just a big part of it. But Yuzo Koshiro is part of that company, and he did the music for that game. And it, it has like an eight bit style to it, and it's just really great. Oh yeah. So. It's also well, the game that had the strut and dragon. Oh, the, oh yes, the strut and dragon, yeah. just walking across that screen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, that's what was so cool about it is that it was kind of the first, uh, the first kind of uh, 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 kind of emerging of like the indie game kind of community. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the reasons why I bought an Xbox 360 in the first place was an Xbox Live game. I basically got the 360 because it had Pac-Man Championship Edition on it, Ooh, which is one of my favorite Pac-Man games. <laughs> um, and you know, other great indie companies like Twisted Pixel it was an Austin-based company that uh, was bought up by Microsoft, and then later they uh, kind of severed ties, and now are just making VR games. But back then, they made such great humorous titles like uh, The Maw and Explosion Man and comic jumper local cycle they're just all funny games so and even though it kind of started out on pc uh, we played a heck of a lot of portal and portal 2 on there such such great games oh yeah and it kind of introduced at least to my friends i don't know if this is kind of like the world at large but uh really portal and the orange box collection kind of introduced us to to a uh, valve and eventually steam I mean, yeah that was kind of our first kind of uh, uh, introduction to there right so. Yeah. yeah, and that was all on the all on th- all on the 360. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I I really like the 360. Hmm. So now it's time for Jeff's number four. <laughs> well, that's going to be one that we uh, talked about a little bit before, which is my number four is the GameCube. Yeah, so I, I put it as my number four. <laughs> yeah, and and why is that? Well, I think it's just because of those fun games that we were talking about, like Kirby's Air Ride. Um, I really enjoyed um, all of those iconic games, uh, Super Monkey Ball especially. Um, and I guess it's just the number of hours that I put into all of those games. Yeah. And it, it, it was really, really easy to, uh, 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 to, to start in on a lot of them. Right. Um, and especially, I know we're not really talking about it 
this time, but that GBA player really extended kind of the uh, the reach of, of that console to where, yeah. like, you know, I, 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 it wasn't just me playing, you know, uh, Animal Crossing all the time. I was also playing any kind of Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah we'll, definitely <laughs> get to, well. we'll definitely get to Pokemon in, in the next episode. <laughs> that's, that's, we're, we're going to have to do that. Yeah. yeah, but as far as, like, fun and uh, just, just uh, a lot of really good hours in it, I uh, had to put GameCube as my number four. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move into our number threes here. So. All right. So as a child of the 80s, <laughs> I can't not put the 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System or the NES on here. Um, it's not my number one like what you think it might be, but it's pretty high up. Uh, I really can't understate just how popular this was back then. I mean... This Nintendo just pretty much owned the minds of kids back then. I remember <laughs> most most other kids I knew either had one or they were going to get one for their birthday. In fact, I remember one time at a friend's birthday party, um, they got a Nintendo for their birthday, and then later on during the party, I saw the parent kind of pull that kid aside and say, "You know, you're, we're not going to let the Nintendo rule this house like it, it does in such and such other family, not ours." But you know. <laughs> and so I was just like, "Okay, <laughs> wow." So, uh, and there were just big <laughs> events, too, around that time. The Nintendo World Championships, it was almost like an E3 that you could go to, almost. Um, they even made a whole movie just to advertise Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, the wizard was basically advertising that. Um, <laughs> I remember my best friend and I, at, at the time, he we, we went to go see that movie, and it was kind of, I think it was the first movie that we saw that we went to by ourselves. His dad dropped us off, and we thought we were just so big big time getting to see a movie by ourselves and you know we just were there to see it for the little snippets of mario 3 at the end um well it's it's so interesting because we have like we have like the esports and e-gaming events now but mm -hmm. uh how do you think those would compare with like the nintendo world championship and stuff like uh like those are just for like one game yeah i mean i guess they're probably more popular but when you're a kid that you know this felt more impactful so yeah and it, it seemed like something that was like just every kid was into oh yeah yeah and and but going back to Mario, I, believe it or not, I wasn't as big a, a, as big of a Mario fan as people may think I am. Uh, it wasn't really uh, the first Super Mario game that sold me on the console. It was actually Zelda. When I first saw uh, Zelda at my friend's house, I was like, "Holy cow! You can save the game and come back to it later." And that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an option that it was is not as a commonplace. To no, <laughs> no, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's what sold me on the Nintendo actually, and. You know, as far as mascot characters go, it was actually Mega Man, not Mario, that I was really into back then. I played a lot of the Mega Man games, which is kind of strange because I'm always complaining about games being too hard now, and <laughs> I was playing Mega Man games. And those are notoriously difficult. Yeah, uh, and I was really into other Capcom games, too, especially their Disney games. Uh, at the time, I was really into the Disney afternoon cartoons like DuckTales and Chippendales Rescue Rangers, so I played a heck of a lot of those games. In fact... If you remember when I got the Disney Afternoon Collection, you saw how I just breezed through those games like I was so familiar with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was obvious that you had played those before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another Capcom classic was uh, Little Nemo the Dream Master. Uh, that game really encouraged me to learn more about uh, comic strips from the early 1900s because that's what Little Nemo originally was. So who says that video games aren't educational? You know, They, they encourage you to learn. <laughs> I was also really into Adventures of Lolo, a puzzle game by HAL Laboratory before they did Kirby. Um, Wrecking Crew was another good one. We liked designing our own levels in that. Games like Arkanoid, Golf, Rad Racer, and Legendary Wings were games that uh, my dad and I played a lot together. 
Um, we rented a lot of games back then because it was just cheaper to do. You know, when you're a little kid, you know, either you buy a game for 60 bucks or you can rent it for a weekend for $1. So what do you think we did a lot? <laughs> uh, and I, I just remember renting games and playing them with my best friend Barrett. Uh, in fact, thinking back on it, one of the things that my friend and I would do back then is we would play game, play Nintendo games and we would record ourselves with a tape recorder and and talking while we were playing and then go back and listen to it later and laugh at our voices and stuff. It sounds really dorky and it was, but if you think about it, what do you think we're doing now? <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. We're talking about games and I mean like, you know, that that was probably an early precursor to like streaming. You yeah, know, we talking were talking over what you're playing. We were ahead of our time, I think. Yeah. So so if we were kids today, that's probably what we'd be doing. Yeah, do you think you'd be a uh, big Twitch streamers, you and Barrett? If you were... Uh sure, why not? <laughs> um, I hate it later on though because once I got the Super Nintendo, I kind of abandoned my Ninten- my old NES, and I didn't play it hardly at all anymore. But when you're a, a kid or a young teen, then back then, um, you didn't have the income or time to really focus on two consoles. So I just focused on the Nintendo and. The bad thing about that was I missed out on great later Nintendo games like some of the later Mega Man titles. I didn't play those until later or Kirby's Adventure or stuff like that. But overall, it uh, had a lot of great memories with it. So that's why it's my number three. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I am going to say my number three, I'd have to go with the Xbox 360s. So definitely a big time jump from the nest to the 360. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember we played that a lot with friends. Yeah, yeah, I put it as my number three mainly because because of that. Is that like it was really my most like uh, the biggest console that I was excited to just come home and play. Like at that time. Pretty much every day, like, me and my friends would just, as soon as school was done, we'd rush on over here, and we'd pop in whatever Xbox 360 game we were playing at the time, whether that was Call of Duty, um, I mean, even some single-player games we would watch each other play, like Fallout and uh, uh, Skyrim and stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty much y'all's arcade. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I sometimes feel bad thinking back, because, man, we would, every single day and on the weekends, like, all night we'd be playing (laughs) these kind of games. Yeah, we had to outlaw Rock Band. (laughs) Oh, gosh, Y'all couldn't play that at night, because I'd hear, like, what sounded like horse, you know, like, (laughs) horse... Horses going clop, 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 clop. Yeah, the drums. The drums. So I was like, no, y'all can't play this anymore. I can't yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we would, gosh, yeah. If we were if we were on a game like that, it was just at all times. Yeah. You know, we'd only take breaks for, like, you know, uh, survival, like eating and going to the bathroom. I was going to say, y'all took breaks? <laughs> maybe we took shifts. Maybe maybe that's more of a, uh, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. good, a good description mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So just just for the social uh, uh, side of it, just being able to play with my friends, uh, that's why I put the 360 as my uh, number three. Like I had I had to put it up there on the list pretty high. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's on my list too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you ready to do our number twos? Yeah. Alrighty. So <laughs> number twos. Yeah, number two. So <laughs> my number two choice for favorite game console is the original Sony PlayStation. This was the first non-Nintendo console I ever bought. Um, the at the time the that certain holiday season 
the Nintendo 64 had like Diddy Kong Racing and that was it. And while Diddy Kong Racing is a great game, at the time I was just like, that's that's it for the holidays for the Nintendo 64. That just that just isn't cutting it. Yeah, it was so, like one racing game. <laughs> yeah. So I just decided, you know, to get a, a PlayStation after that. Um, it was really one of the best gaming purchases I've ever made because after that I was reviewing PlayStation One games for the newspaper left and right. After that, so really smart purchase uh, on my part. <laughs> Got a lot out of it. <laughs> yeah, and and also this was kind of one of the first popular CD-ROM consoles, and because of that, it just felt like the possibilities were endless with these games. There were so many creative and new types of games and experiences that you can have on it. And it kind of mirrored the way it was in my life, too, because that was the time I was going to college. So, you know, my life felt like a blank slate and possibilities were endless. And, of course, that didn't turn out that way, but oh well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's just it was kind of cool how that kind of mirrored my life. So that's why it just stuck out to me. And Yeah, well, it was like a new age, like a new, new technological horizon. Yeah. And so why the PlayStation and not the PlayStation 2? I mean, why wouldn't I pick the PlayStation 2 as, as my favorite? It, I mean, the PlayStation 2 could play PlayStation 1 games. Yeah, but, that, was, that was my thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just the PlayStation 1 just really stuck out to me, um, even if the 3D graphics were ugly. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look back at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, uh, for some reason, just stuck out to me. So, I don't know. I, I, I can't really explain why I picked it over the PlayStation 2, but yeah. I did. Well, I mean, like, it has, like, some really, really iconic uh, titles itself. Like, I mean, like, of course, sometimes some of them were continued in the PlayStation 2. But, yeah, you know. it's just that, um, you know, the, the PlayStation 1 games really stuck out in my mind. Of course, you have the Namco Museums, which, um, you know, we already talked about in our last podcast. I really <laughs> love those. Uh, Pac-Man World was another memorable one for me. That was one of the first games I got to... Uh, get to know the team that made the game when I go see them at E3 because I got to go to E3 uh, a lot during this time. And so Scott Rogers and Brian Leak, if you're listening to this podcast, I remember you. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, made, a, y'all made an impact on me. Really liked uh, uh, learning about how games were made from y'all and everything. It was really interesting. Real treat to see y'all at E3 every year. So it was great. <laughs> Giving them a shout out. Yeah. Other Namco games that really impacted me were Klonoa, one of the best 2D <sighs> platformers ever made. Love Klonoa. I know it has some of the best music and such a sad ending too. Whew. Yeah, well, especially for like a what is that E for Everyone kind of game? Yeah, know? it was a real <laughs> colorful kitty looking game, but wow. Um, Ridge Racer Type Four was also pretty amazing. I, I enjoyed that one a lot more than what I thought I would. We have uh, we played a lot of the Point Blank games. Oh gosh, man, we 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 had <laughs> all a, the light gun games. Yeah, we we have a, a lot of history behind that game. Me and Jeff. We, yeah, we, we even played. took some time out uh, uh, little last year to play the arcade Point Blank game. Yeah, we yeah. played the new Point Blank X yeah. in arcades. I, I was glad we got to do that before COVID really hit hard. Yeah, that, so. that was really fun to get to yeah. get to experience that. Yeah, Square had some great RPGs on there as well. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. As much as I rag on it, you know, it was. I still enjoyed it for being different. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, really enjoyed that game. It's probably what Final Fantasy VII and VIII should have been. But uh, And I remember when I played that, uh, after I'd finished for the day, I'd give the controller to Jeff, and he'd play the card game. Yeah, that was, that was like my favorite part. Yeah, he, loved, he loved that card game. Um, Square also made a really fun action RPG called Brave Fencer Musashi. It was really fun and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. They, even their kart racing game, Chocobo Racing, even I actually liked that, even though a lot of people ragged on it like, i didn't think it was that bad uh capcom had a lot of good ones i love super puzzle fighter 2 turbo i got really good at that game if you remember jeff 
Oh yeah, yeah. I think you actually had a story about how you got so good that uh, uh, one of your friends sought you out. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was really into Puzzle Pirates at the time, and there was a puzzle game on there that played just like it. And he wanted to get good at it, so he came over to my house, and I trained him. And <laughs> when he beat me once, he's like, okay, I think I'm ready to go back. So, <laughs> you are ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mega Man games were really big during all this. Loved Mega Man 8 and X4 and Mega Man Legends. I think my favorite of the bunch was The Misadventures of Tron Bond, though. That was that was great. Um, yeah, I was only seeing all these uh, all together, like, you know, pretty, pretty much, like, really standout games from each Mega Man kind of series of games here. Yeah. Um, we played a lot of arcade collections. This is kind of when arcade collections first started getting big. Oh, yeah. Um, one of them had Spy Hunter, and I remember <laughs> little five-year-old Jeff was just really into that game. I swear he played that he would play that game for, like, hours on end. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just knocking into all the cars yeah. and everything. And you also love Circus Charlie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, I remember one story. Uh, in that game, you could... you. Your little clown character could ride a horse and jump over hurdles, but this was such an early 80s arcade game. Your horse graphics look so poorly drawn, it like a cross between a My Little Pony and a pinata. <laughs> and so, and you can make your horse run faster, and it just really looked ridiculous when you did. So, whenever I saw that, I was like, wow, Jeff, you got a turbo horse there. And it just, that made little Jeff crack up so much. So, anytime in a game when there's a horse you can name, it's Turbo Horse. Yeah, it's yeah. Just every horse became Turbo yeah, Horse. Yeah, Link's, Link's horse is not Epona. It's Turbo Horse. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that was one of our ideas for this podcast was to name it Turbo Horse Podcast. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that's another funny story. Um, other rare games I really liked, uh, Tomba 1 and 2, great 2D platformers. Tail Concerto was another obscure one that's, that's really cool. Uh, Ape Escape. Uh, Crash Team Racing, I think, was the only Crash Bandicoot game I ever liked. Um, and there's just so many more. Uh, I got tons of PlayStation One games, really cheap too, because they would sell them new in flea markets back then. So, so yeah, uh, that's that's one of my that's my number two favorite game console. <laughs> well, it's interesting because that's your number two. Because my number two is actually the PlayStation Two. <laughs> Yeah. So why why this over the GameCube or PlayStation One? Yeah. Well, really, I it was it was kind of it was kind of tough. I had to kind of go back and think about. Uh, I think mainly it's just the nostalgia factor of like having a console that to me like felt like it could do it all at the time. Like it could play you know the new best games, but also it could play all these old classic iconic games. Um, I could uh, just. There was just a multitude of games to choose from. I never thought that there, like, that there just wasn't a game for me to play. It was just based on what I wanted to play. <laughs> I also played DVDs too, which surprisingly was a big deal back then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was like certain games, like Dance Dance Revolution, that I was really into in arcades, and I could bring home for the first time. Yeah, you were really good at that game too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's part of part of the reason I. Uh, uh, was was uh, kept in a, l- a little bit of shape at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing the exercise there. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one game that I got you really into, uh, not on purpose, because you were <laughs> kind of too young to play it. Uh, one, I found out that Metal Gear Solid Three had an Ape Escape mini game in it. I was like, man, I really want to play that. So when it got really cheap, like less than twenty bucks, I bought it and I I played the Ape Escape mini game, and then Jeff played the rest of the the game and got really addicted to Metal Gear games after that. He, he played all the Metal Gear games after that one. So well, it was such a good start to uh, like the Metal Gear series because it was it was the prequel like oh, yeah? game. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so it, once you played that, if you went back and played Metal Gear Solid, you know the first one, 
you know, you were still chronologically correct. <laughs> I just so. I just liked how that game had an Ape Escape mini game, but <laughs> Ape Escape Three had a Metal Gear mini game <laughs> where you play as a monkey trying to be a solid snake. It was funny. <laughs> Another one I remember you playing was Activision Anthology. We played that one a lot on oh, the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Yeah, that one that one was really fun. Uh, it it had all the these uh, little Activision games, uh, and the the unique thing about it is just the the presentation and that it was like a collection of these games, but because you know they didn't really have a lot of background music and yeah, it was Atari Twenty Six Hundred games, so you know yeah yeah. Uh, so they uh, in order to actually like have some background music, they had eighties uh, uh, songs in yeah. the in the background and yeah. uh, most of those songs when I hear them now, like I don't I don't think I don't I don't have that experience of like hearing them on the radio back when they came out. So my my recollection is like I'm like oh that's the that's a song from Activision Anthology. Well yeah, even when I hear those songs, I, I think of Activision Anthology. So. <laughs> so yeah, aside from the Namco museums, that's probably one of the best arcade collections out there in terms of presentation and. You know, quality. Yeah, so. so I think I think I know that, uh, that, that that probably the PS1 and the GameCube might have some more iconic releases, but just for the nostalgia alone and just just how much how much joy I got out of it, I, I had to put yeah. PS2 as my yeah. number two there. All right, so our number one favorite yeah, is both yeah. the same. <laughs> so we're gonna do this at the same time. Well, almost. Almost. We'll, we'll see. If yeah. We <laughs> so so our first our number one our both of our number one favorite game console of all time is one two three. Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it was so good. Yeah, this was really the first console that really solidified me as a as a pretty much full-time console gamer. Um I was really into it back then. It just really clicked for with me for some reason. I even rented games I normally wouldn't like, you know, just to see how they played on the Super Nintendo. Like I'm not really a big Castlevania fan, but I rented Castlevania 4. Um the thing that impressed me the most about the Super Nintendo back then was the sound. Just the instrumentation and everything—it was oh, yeah. it was just beyond the eight-bit bleeps and bloops of the Nintendo, the <laughs> NES. Um, in fact, when I got the SNES Mini, I thought to myself, I was playing. I was like, you know, I wonder if I'd be happy just playing SNES games for the rest of my life. And you know, part <laughs> of me was like, I might, I might, I might be that way. Uh, the controller was also perfect; it just felt right. Um, I even liked how I got the the console. I first got it uh, when it came out. I got it at Canton Fair, which is a little, tra- a big, not a little, it's a big trade show in Texas, and they were uh, a booth was selling it like two weeks earlier than the street date. <laughs> but back then, you know, the street dates were not as, as strict as they are now. But yeah, I was, you'd I was never be able with, to see that now. <laughs> no, no. But um, yeah, I was, I was, I got it two weeks earlier, and when I brought it home, the local video rental place already had Nintendo or Super Nintendo games to rent. So we rented some, and actually the first game that I popped into the Super Nintendo was not Super Mario World. It was Gradius 3. <laughs> that was actually a game your dad really liked, by the way, just just to let you know. Yeah, well, my, my dad's always loved any of those little shooter yeah. side-scrolling yeah. games. Yeah, I just remember him playing that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, some of the games that I really had fun with was Super Mario World. That was really the first Mario game that I truly got into and beat 100%. Got all 96 exits. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of good memories playing Yoshi's Island with you. That was oh, I loved Yoshi's Island. 
Island. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's one of the best 2D platformers ever made. Still, it's great today. Um, I got Pilot Wings for Christmas that first year that it came out, and when we would go and visit relatives in Alabama that Christmas, uh, my dad and my uncles would set up until five o'clock in the morning playing that game, which that Pilot Wings game, which I never thought they would do that. <laughs> um, Super Mario Kart, which is of course on my top five favorite games of all time list that we talked about last time. <laughs> I was really into 16-bit RPGs back then, Final Fantasy IV, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, heck, I even like Secret of Evermore, and Square <laughs> didn't make all the good RPGs either. Uh, other games like Lufia 2 were surprisingly playable. Um, you know, we enjoyed Mega Man X yeah, a lot. that, that, that was, made my list, yeah. Yeah, that was one of your favorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also had a lot of fun playing two-player games with my roommate and his girlfriend, now wife, in college. I think my favorite one was Warrior's Woods. It was very entertaining watching them play and almost fight. <laughs> um, you know, other great ones were Super Metroid, uh, Kirby Superstar, oh, which yeah, was your number one. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kirby's Kirby's Dream Course, which is actually the the Kirby game that really got me into Kirby games. Uh, great little golf game. Um, Pac-Man Two: The New Adventures was such a different take on Pac-Man. <laughs> um, I remember. Back then, my friend said, "Oh, you got to get Star Fox," and I had never really seen it before. And then, but I trusted my friend because he he always gave good advice. So uh, I did get it, and I was pretty amazed by it. Excuse me, I was pretty amazed by it. Did um, the uh, did the SNES one have the voices uh, or or no? No, that was the actual voice clips were from the Nintendo sixty four. The oh, that was whenever it was like yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, 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 that was that one. Mario Paint was another significant game i did school projects with mario paint <laughs> i did a i did a science fair project that demonstrated how uh drawings of pictures when they move slightly they uh trick your eyes and thinking that's moving and that's you know kind of how animation works i did a um I, I used mario paint to demonstrate that in the science fair and i won the school <laughs> science fair doing that um, I Mar- think I played more of the uh, the the little mini game on Mario Paint with the bug swatter. The, thing? Yeah, the fly swatter one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We also liked doing music in that game too. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mario All Stars was a great collection of older Mario games. So and you know Nintendo really doesn't do collections like that anymore. So it, it was really great. So that was that's really why I like the Super Nintendo. Um, go ahead and talk about why you like the Super Nintendo before we start getting into some embarrassing stories about you. <laughs> well, well, I think one of the reasons why it has to be my number one is because like it was really the console that I grew up with. It was the one that we just had. Like even whenever I was a little a wee, wee baby Jeff, you know. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> yeah, so I, I loved all all of the the, the games there. Um, it was awesome getting to grow up and getting to you know not only just watch watch you play these games but actually be able to beat them you know like yep. uh, uh, i remember um some of the first games uh that uh, that i actually played through and, and and got through were things like uh, like uh, yoshi's island and Mega Man x and stuff like that yeah. even though it might have taken me a little bit to uh, <laughs> to yeah. get through those as a kid yeah, yeah. and we play a lot of games together <laughs> yeah so so really just just because like uh, it really was just just a staple of my childhood memories you know that's mm-hmm. that's my that's my uh, number one 
uh, home console of all time. Yep. Now, uh, now there are, there are certain games that uh, we have a, 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 a unique uh, uh, reason for liking, just because we had some uh, some some stories about them. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about. We're going to tell those stories now. <laughs> yeah. This is how we're going to conclude this podcast. So yeah, it's going to get get into. <laughs> yeah. Now, before I start with these stories, just want to let you know that I asked Jeff's permission before. Telling, telling all these embarrassing stories about his childhood. Um, <laughs> yeah, permission has been given. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm not like trying to embarrass him or anything like that. It's just uh, you know he he knew about this beforehand. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, when I when I got my Super Nintendo, uh, there was a couple of years where Jeff and Mom lived in Alabama, and I lived out here. So I visited them one Christmas or summer, and I brought the Super Nintendo with me. And Jeff was old enough by then to you know kind of be aware of what's going on. He was like a little bit over one year old. So I brought it with me, and the new game I got at the time was Donkey Kong Country. And at the time, Jeff couldn't really say too many words. Uh, he was, you know, again, a little bit over a year old, and he knew how to say words like mama, dada, cookie, no, stuff like that. <laughs> um, so when I uh, first got the Super Nintendo there at their house and showed it to him, I popped in Donkey Kong Country, and he just sat there and just stared at it like, oh my gosh, what is this amazing thing? And then when mom came into the room, Jeff looked at her, pointed at the TV, and went, He was. I just really like it. Yeah, he was, he was telling her all about it in his own way. So by the end of the summer, he had learned to say Donkey Kong so he can tell me what he wanted to play. Now, granted, it sounded more, more like Conky Conk, but, you know. It, it, the, the, uh, the foundations were there. Yeah, we, we knew what he was talking about. So that's how one of Jeff's first words was Donkey Kong. Yeah. 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 So I grew, grew up in a, uh, to, play, to play these games. Yeah. All right. So another game that we really enjoyed playing together, and I think a lot of people enjoyed playing this game together, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yeah, that one was the uh, like a like a beat 'em up game where mm-hmm. you, up to four players could play. Uh, was it originally an arcade game? It or? was uh, the Ninten- the Super Nintendo version kind of changed a couple of levels, added a couple of new levels. But yeah, it was it was almost the same game, maybe yeah. a little bit better in some people's eyes. Yeah, and I, I remember we had a lot of fun uh, playing. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember uh, what what characters we liked the best. I think. Uh, oh, I always uh, picked Raphael, and I think you always picked Donatello. Yeah, I think I, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> so we never we never really fought over um, which characters to pick, but uh, we did kind of fight over another thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, by the time by the time we were playing this game, Jeff was old enough to talk and hold a controller and everything, but he was still a little kid, and you know how little kids can be. So <laughs> if there was any time that I accidentally picked up one of the pizzas that gave you your energy back, Jeff would go, Mom, Carrie picked up the pizza. And Mom would be like, Carrie, give him the pizza. (laughs) It's it's not even that I needed it. I did not need the pizza. No, you just wanted it. I just wanted them. Made the game really hard for me. But, uh, yeah, we still joke about that to this day. Yeah, Yeah. if if we're playing a game now, then just just for fun, I might might call, you know, Mom, (laughs) Carrie took the pizza. Yeah, Streets Rage 4, I think we did that. Yeah. so that's actually the reason why we decided on the tentative name of this podcast, Pizza Pixel Podcast. Yeah. So if you yeah. ever wondered how we got that name, there you go. Yeah, because it's such an iconic, iconic story for yes. us. <laughs> In fact, we're really looking forward to the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game that's coming out this year. 
Um, if we ever start to stream games, I think that'd be a perfect one to get, and maybe I'll get the pizza this time. Yeah, maybe if, I, if yeah. I'll let you, if, if Mom will let you. Yeah. <laughs> so the last Super Nintendo related story that I wanted to go over here is one of my favorites. <laughs> so when Jeff was a little kid, you know, four or five years old, he did a lot of uh, things that little kids enjoy doing, uh, like playing with action figures. Okay. So in his playtime, here's how the scenario would usually go about. <laughs> He had a little plush orange Triceratops dinosaur that when he squeezed it would roar very painfully, I, I might add. Um, it was like... Uh, that was always the bad guy in his playtime. Okay? Uh, and none of his other action figures could defeat it. The Power Rangers couldn't defeat him. Batman couldn't defeat him. But and I gave him a Mega Man action figure. Uh, I think it was based off the cartoon, but it was nice and sturdy and, you know, Good for playing with. Yeah, so good, good for childhood. I mean. Yeah. So, so, but the Mega Man, Mega Man action figure would always save the day. <laughs> he would always be able to defeat that dinosaur. Now, granted, Mega Man, the action figure would have to go defeat a smaller toy to get his power, and yeah, then just, go just defeat, like the game. Yeah, I, I, I think somebody had an influence on him. I, I don't know who that could be, <laughs> but he always Mega Man always saved the day. That is until we played Super Metroid, and Jeff watched <laughs> me play it. And, uh, spoiler alert, at the end of the game, the there's a baby Metroid that comes and saves Samus. Uh, Mother Brain is about to defeat Samus, and, and the baby Metroid comes along and, you know, sucks the life out of Mother Brain, and then gives the energy back to Samus. But then, the Mother Brain wakes up and starts killing the baby Metroid, and he is yeah, before Dead. he can 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 retaliate, he dies. Yes. So after that scene, I looked over at that little five-year-old Jeff, and he's sitting there, tears are willing up in his eyes, and he's <laughs> looking at me, sniffling. Is the baby Metroid gonna be okay? <laughs> I I still get like I still have like some welling of emotion if I go back and like watch the, the these these cutscenes. I was like, oh no, I traumatized this poor little kid. <laughs> So, after that, Mega Man was no longer the hero in his action figure playtimes. <laughs> he had a jellyfish beanie baby. This was the 90s. So, he had a jellyfish beanie baby that was the baby Metroid. And the baby Metroid always saved the day and defeat the dinosaur at the end of his playtime. Yeah. So, so yeah. Those are the our three favorite Super Nintendo stories. And uh, one of the many, many reasons why the Super Nintendo is our favorite game console. Yeah, yeah, that's that is what we could agree on. Mm -hmm. Definitely is our number one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think that's it for our second podcast. Yeah, I think that's about it for uh, our second episode. What yeah. are we gonna What are we gonna talk about uh, next time on our third episode? Well, we're gonna talk about our top five favorite video game handheld consoles. Ah, so like okay. stuff like Game Boy, you know, Game Boy Advance, any other kind of like. Yep. Handhelds. Even okay. some non-Nintendo ones, believe yeah, it or not. Maybe even non-Nintendo ones. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll do that next time. Um, just like to thank you all for listening. I want to thank my brother Jeff for taking the time to help me do all this. Of course. Uh, like I said last time, uh, your your time is the best gift you can give somebody. So I really appreciate it. And um, so that's it. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>